This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome citizen. Let's go. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the new and approved uh, another digital system. Um, hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. Do you know what's new and approved? Uh, no, I do not. No joke and no intro about about what what's going, going on on the show. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah. Uh, we're back to kind of recording on the same software, but hopefully nothing bad happens because I'm kind of going back through and resetting up this software this week. So hopefully the sound sounds good and everything, but, uh, yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, no. uh, I don't think we'll ever have it back. Yeah. No. I don't think the joke will come I don't back. See- we may, if if we feel like it, we might start doing the little intro bit. But you can just read it on the description of the show. What's going to be on the show? So <laughs> yeah, it's it's like okay. Let's tell us. I'll tell you what you're going to listen to. It's it's like a little. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't call it stupid, but it's a little like you're going to hear what we talk about. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the one thing we could do in the future is probably put like some kind of bumpers so people, when they're fast forwarding, they can stop if they want to listen to something specific. But even then, like, mm-hmm. I don't know how we, uh, how the bumpers would all work. We'd have to figure that out in the free future. We're opening up the show by talking about how we're going to fix the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, uh, some uh, up cleaning or cleaning up. Um, I have left Facebook. And will never ever come back. Yeah, uh, I got a few messages from people about this. <laughs> a few people messaged me going, "Where the hell is Fro?" <laughs> yes, uh, it's it's very undramatic. But my psychiatrist really, really said I so, should not do social media. Uh, so I'm listening to my psychiatrist, and I'm off Facebook. I have actually not deactivated my Facebook. I've completely fucking deleted it right okay well Uh, that's that uh, i mean if it's doctor's orders it's doctor's orders right so there you go yes you can still be on youtube is fine obviously right (laughs) yes okay and skype i think we talked about this before it's kind of like what's the real definition of social media but i know right yeah uh i'm home that's another good thing another update i came home today yes right on um, 
I did some art project when I was uh, in 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 there. Did some art in the art room. That was nice. That's always fun. Did you get to bring it home, yeah. or they they keep it there? No, I kept it there oh, okay. uh, for for other people to see. Uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, this week has been amazing, and I can't really tell people why, but I'm very, very happy. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Yes. Uh, I know why, yes. but I'm not going to say anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, my week was pretty all right. I mean, uh, I got a bunch of work done, like, around around the place, and... Uh, it was really just, I just felt really, really productive. And then in the last like two days, I felt like maybe it was because I was so productive the rest of the week. I felt like the last two days I did nothing. You know what I mean? But maybe it was mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. I did so much the rest of the week. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So yesterday I was feeling kind of like a bum in a way, but it was just because I was just hanging out and watching TV, maybe. Mm. You know that feeling when like you do so mm-hmm. much for so long and then you stop for a minute and it feels just like this feels weird. <laughs> And an end of a chapter was today. I saw the last episode of Manifest. We'll talk about that later. I'm so excited to talk about it. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. Hopefully you don't have a lot of TV to talk about, because I'm guessing we're going to go long on the Manifest review. <laughs> yes, yes, we, we, we will. Trust me. Uh, but, yeah, no, I haven't seen that much TV. I, I came home today, if I haven't told you. Right. Um, I haven't seen that much either. There just really, There also was not that much on this week, so we're lucky. Yeah, uh, 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 the only thing I actually saw this week, I will, uh, I will save it. I will save it. Right. Uh, let's talk about some uh, news. Um, uh, let's go to the Senate that uh, has uh, some very, very strange thing. They have. Um, I, I think I'm reading this uh, wrong, Luke, but they found be, yeah. no, uh, no evidence of. Conspiracy between Trump and Russia. That doesn't. That does not sound correct. Are you sure about this? Right, and it it says here Senate has uncovered no direct evidence of conspiracy conspiracy between Trump and Russia. Hmm. No, that ha- that has to be wrong. That can't be right. Come uh, on. No. One, one Democrat said, we were never going to find a contract si- signed in blood saying, hey, Vlad, we're going to collude. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. This is from NBC, which is hilarious because this came out earlier this week. And then people, even in MSNBC, specifically people like Rachel Maddow, who basically is making tons of money off of the Trump Russia thing because that's where she gets all her viewers from. She's like, this is from this is an article we're reading from NBC, right, bro? She refuted the article, even though she works for the same company. Uh, Two years and 200 interviews. after the Senate Intelligence Committee has a pro- is approaching the end of its uh, 2016 election investigation, after uncovering no evidence, uh, no direct evidence uh, of mm. conspiracy b- between Trump and Russia, according to both Democrats and Republicans on the committee. So this was just not just on the Republican side; they were saying this. Uh, investigators disagree along party lines when it comes to the implications and patterns of contacts they have documented between Trump associates and Russians, 
contacts that occurred before, during, and after the Russian intelligence operations were seeking to help Donald Trump by leaking hacked Democratic emails and attacking his opponent. So even they're still saying that in this article that Russia leaked the emails, even though that was WikiLeaks, but whatever. Uh, If you write a report based upon the facts that we have, then we don't have anything that would suggest there was collusion by Trump campaign and Russia. Uh, Senator Richard Burr. There we go. I'm, 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 I'm going to say it. Are you ready? Okay. We were right. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I said it. From what I'm to understand, uh, this uh, they said they're wrapping up their investigation or whatever, but it's going to take them six mm. months to write the actual report. And so we probably won't even mm. see this until sometime in between uh, Thanksgiving and the end of the year is probably when we're going to see it. You know, right the, before the, the big time yeah. part of the uh, election race is happening. Right. I, I was just going to say that. That... Uh... I'm I'm guessing there's one person that really, 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 really re- read this and smiled, and his name is Donald fucking Trump. He, he thought to himself, and I, I can read his mind right now, I'm going to use this for all that it's worth. <laughs> right, they're still saying that the, when the report comes out, it's going to be damning to Trump. And my guess is it could be, and it probably has to do with money laundering, yeah. like we've been saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, talking about Russia, uh, angry Norway says Russia is jamming GPS signals again. Norway Foreign uh, Intelligence Unit on Monday expressed renewed concerns that it's GPS signals in the country's far north as being jammed as uh, Oslo again blamed Russia for unacceptable acts. Its annual national risk assessment report, the intelligence service said that uh, it repeated incidents since 2017. GPS have been blocked from Russian territory in Norway's region near the border with Russia. The jamming events has often uh, considered with military exercises on Norwegian soil, such as, and uh, are you very, very surprised by the ne- next uh, sentence? Such as the NATO Trident uh, Ginger Maneuver last autumn. What a shock. Right, we <laughs> talked about that on the show when it happened. Yes, right. yes, yes. In the mid-January de- uh, deployment of British uh, attack helicopters in Norway for training in the Arctic this is not only a new challenge for Norway and the Allied training operation. The head of intelligence unit Morten Haga Lunde said as he presented the report, jamming is also a threat to, among others, civilian air traffic and police and health operations in peacetime. Norway has on several occasions raised the issue with Russian authorities and it's cooperating with other Nordic countries to gather as much information as possible, Defense Minister Frank Bakke Jensen said. It's important to clearly uh, that it's unacceptable, it uh, told television channel TV2 Nyhetskanal. Okay. So, 
Yeah. So where it, it blocked in a Russian territory? Uh, so just like way up in north is where this is happening. Yes. So yes. not like in it's, the main it, part of of Norway. No. Right? No. 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 But uh, 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 we have a section of Norway called Finnmark, mm-hmm. um, uh, and that is uh, in the north north. And I think Finnmark is the only county in Norway. Don't don't take my. Hundred percent of that, but I think that's the only county that uh, has a border with Russia. If I'm not a hundred, right, that makes sense. Ten percent, yeah, okay. Yes, um, and the problem is uh, the problem is with with people. Um, for example, the people that work with reindeers and things like that get hurt there. It's very, it's uh, it's very. Um, hard for helicopters to find them when the GPS signals are are blocked. Reindeer really are dangerous, aren't they? This is, yeah. 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 I've heard like, people go out to the bathroom at night and then they get killed by a reindeer. I've heard that before yeah. in those yeah. in like the upper regions. Did you also hear this kind of <laughs> kind yeah. of associated yeah. with this story? Did you hear that mm. the Russians are thinking about disconnecting from the internet completely? I did. I did. That yeah. is, what does that mean? Yeah. So let's skip the next thing because it's it's not important. We don't care about this at all. We we're no no supporters of him. I I, I don't understand why you even have this in in the news. Look, uh, we are so against this because Bernie Sanders la- launches twenty twenty presidential campaign. Ugh. Oh, I- Ugh. I had already like skipped ahead and was looking at the next story, and I was like, I thought you were talking about the other person that we're going to talk about next, but yes. <laughs> we're so angry. Right? Uh, Bernie oh. launches 2020 presidential campaign. They're saying he's no longer an underdog. Uh, he's giving it another go, launching a second campaign for the White House four years after a surprising dem- surprising Democrats with a strong bid for the party's 2016 nomination. Uh, we began a political revolution in the 2016 campaign, and now it's time to move uh, that revolution forward, uh, the senator mm-hmm. said on Vermont Public Radio in an interview Tuesday morning, which I actually posted on our Facebook, uh, a pretty good little interview. I thought it was very interesting that that's how he chose to announce his candidacy. He did, like, all the other candidates recently, Kamala Harris, all these, uh, uh, they always, they get this big rally together, and they've got this huge stage, Mm. you know what I mean? Make a big spectacle, and Bernie's like, I'm gonna go on Vermont Public Radio. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's perfect for his campaign, though. And guess what? I'm going to say it. Another digital citizen. Both of the coasts Support Bernie Sanders. Uh, bid for the 2020 election. Go and vote for him, please. Yes, please. Uh, apparently, I just read this this morning. It's not in this article, but uh, he, uh, in the 24 hours since he's announced, bro, he made mm. uh, he's raised six million dollars. It's a record uh, amount for anybody raising in 24 hours. So pretty good. good. And uh, and we're we're going to be very clear about this. I'm going to say it again. Um, hey, people out there, uh, if uh, you have the ability to vote in the democratic uh, election, um, please vote Bernie Sanders. 
Uh, another digital citizen supports Bernie Sanders in his presidential uh, 2020 election. I think that's clear enough. Right. There was one or, or one interview with. There was two <laughs> interviews I posted on our Facebook, and one of them he says, uh, the guy asks him, "What's going to be different this this time with your campaign?" And he goes, "Well, yeah. we're going to win." That was his answer. <laughs> I love that answer. Right, and uh, yeah. I think it was Tron. He was like, "It's going to be harder for him this time." And I was like, I, I was thinking, it's like when he says we're going to win. Nah. In a way, um, we won last time. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got yeah. all the policies that we wanted put into place. All these people are, uh, all the Democrats are uh, striving, at least saying they're going for the kind of policies we want in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in a way, in 2016, we did win, uh, already. And then if we do it again this time, we, and we, he doesn't get, uh, the nomination. If we push hard enough, we can win again, even if he doesn't get nominated, if that makes sense. But we're definitely going for yeah. a Bernie Sanders win here. Yeah. Another, um, I don't know if I said this, but another digital system support, uh, Bernie Sanders in 2020. Right, and just everybody get ready for the uh, uh, opposition propaganda to come out against Bernie in the next week. Uh, I guarantee you we'll see something, yeah. some kind of smear yeah. piece, right? Yeah, something about sexual conduct I'm going to get. Well, we yes. already got that. They already they put that out uh, before he even announced, so maybe something else uh, related to that same story, or who knows, we'll see. Um, talking about people that uh, I I've really really liked for a long time, but I'm not so sure about anymore. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn uh, warned two more Labour MPs that uh, uh, quit over appealing anti-system abuse. There has been a big uproaring in the Labour Party in Britain. Tell me a little more about this. Says Jeremy Corbyn has been warned by Labour MPs uh, will resign unless he gets a grip of the anti-Semitism problem within the party. Uh, Hmm. Labour chiefman Ian Levery faced angry backlash at a heated meeting uh, of the PLP on Monday after seven MPs quit in protest against Mr. Corbyn's leadership. Whoa, what was that? It was a bottle, sorry. Okay, that was loud. It sounded like... Mm. Party sources say Mr. Lavery stressed the leadership's commitment to rooting out anti-Semitism at the behind-closed-doors gathering in Westminster. He claims... His claims are said to have been greeted with derision by some of, the, some of those present as he faces accusations he failed to understand the enormity of the problem. Okay. Mm. Um, let's find exactly what these anti-Semitic things were. Here we go. Uh, Jewish MP Ruth Smith said in an emotional inter- uh, in an emotional intervention that she and Louise Elman, another Jewish MP, had been told by party members they did not have human blood. Okay. That's... <sighs> Uh, they added no action had been taken against the individuals concerned. It was appalling. Uh, he yeah. showed no understanding of the enormity. Right. So, um, yeah, but we no, don't really know who they're saying these are charges against. 
They're just saying somebody said it, and they're blaming Jeremy Corbyn. They're not saying Jeremy well, Corbyn said it. No, no. But, right. but the problem is that Jeremy Corbyn is the leader. Not, uh, is the leader and has not cleaned up his own fucking party. Sure. I mean, there's there's no room for. Did he know this... about this before now, though? That's the uh, the, the, the next question I have because it doesn't say. Right. If this was, like, did they just say this to, to the public, or... You know what I'm saying? Well, what, what I've, I've heard uh, is that he has have uh, known about it and didn't know uh, do anything about it. Oh, and okay. Their, their, their main complaint is, is that he was warned over it and he didn't do anything about it because he didn't think it was a big thing. And, uh, yeah. And the thing is... I don't think it's uh, um, it's very convenient timing. Is that okay to say? Uh, right. Um, well, I don't know if this is. I don't want to say this is related because I'm not a hundred percent like uh, these these uh, accusations are a little bit thin. Just because I'm not seeing who they're suggesting said it, so we don't have the other side of the story. You know what I'm saying, Fro? Yeah. We only have the one and, side and, of the story here. And, yeah, and the main problem is that Corbin has not said anything. Uh, I think if you were... Uh, he's not taking it seriously enough. Sure, right. And he has, he, has, he has not commented about it. He has not said anything about it. That's that's maybe the the, the worst uh, worst thing about it. It's, it's like you should... Um, you should, you should uh, begin to panic if you lose seven Labour MPs. That's that's pretty much people that is in in your like uh, heart of uh, of of government. I mean, sure, yeah, uh, seven seven people just go out. Because you you not done anything about the problem. Yeah, I mean it definitely could. Well, number one, if this is just being found out, this article we're reading is from right. yesterday. So he, right. it, he has. It's not like it's been a week and it, and he hasn't uh, said anything. He could come out today after we, or he could be saying it right now. Who knows? Uh, while we're doing right, the show, right. uh, but. It does seem, I mean, it's not like the Labour Party, some of them haven't had a problem with his leadership in the past. Uh, no. So, no. Uh, yeah, um, this could just be a reason for them to quit, some of them, that they would have wanted to quit anyways. But at the same time, yeah, if he's not going to come out and address this, then I got to say that, that it's bad. But it, like you said, it's very convenient yeah. considering at the same time, Macron in France is yep. blaming the yellow vest. They're saying the yellow vest movement is now mm. anti-Semitic as well, which mm -hmm. is like, hmm, that's also very convenient, isn't it? That it just became mm -hmm. anti-Semitic just now. And uh, also we have a prime minister in, in Britain that uh, has given us absolutely no clue what's going on with Brexit lately. Today I woke up and I didn't read the article, I just read the headline, but apparently three conservatives quit over the brexit thing today uh three conservative mps wow. so a lot of M uh, a lot of parliament uh, is quitting right now over multiple things actually yeah no 
I'm 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 extremely happy I, that I don't live in the UK right now. To be honest, it's it's, uh, uh, it's, it's a little sad. But uh, do you know what other country I'm more happy that I don't live in? Where's that? America. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad. It could be worse, I suppose, but... Uh, uh, Leader-wise, really? No, we're, yeah, we're not doing mm. great right now as far as it's just going... It's getting worse and worse, really, isn't it? Um, and we got a whole... I mean, Trump... Trump, 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 Trumpy Trump. I love Trumpy Trump. It's like socialist tyranny. Uh, okay, let's let's talk a little about this news before before I talk about what I think about it. But uh, Trump rages against social tyranny during a call to oust Venezuelan president. Tell me a little more about this because I have some strong opinions. Yeah, Trump embraces a rhetoric, the rhetoric of the Cold War, promising to topple uh, Maduro and the socialists all across the Western Hemisphere. Mm -hmm. uh, Donald Trump has branded his efforts to oust the Venezuelan president as a crusade against <laughs> international socialism, using the mm -hmm. campaign-style speech in Mon uh, in Miami on Monday. Uh, to re reignite the rhetoric of the Cold War as his administration continues to pursue regime change in the South American nation. Uh, Trump says, We're here to proclaim a new day is coming in Latin America, socialism is dying, and liberty, prosperity, and democracy are being reborn. Yeah, you know, nothing mm -hmm. says democracy like just having a guy come out without any kind of election saying, Hey, I'm the president now. That's definitely how democracy works, right? <laughs> I remember learning that in history class. Mm. <laughs> Did you know that socialism is dying? Uh, well, somebody should call our government and tell them about that. Right, yeah. That uh... socialism is dying. It's not like we're the second richest country in the world after Qatar or something. I mean... Uh, socialism, oh. he told the assembled crowd, was merely an effort he made, uh, is merely an effort under the banner of progress to control industries like healthcare, finance, and others. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so terrible. I, I, I mean, I had it so awful in my psychiatry place that I had to pay so much money for. Oh, wait, I didn't pay anything for my stay at the psychiatry place? What? It was free? I got food and care for, for for two and a half weeks. What? It says and here. I will never ever see the bill for it. What? Trump promised the twilight hour of socialism has arrived in our in our hemisphere. So I guess he's not in talking about hemisphere. you. Yep. All right. Uh, yep. The days of socialism are numbered in not only Venezuela but Nicaragua and Cuba as well. Uh, his speech filled with rhetoric. Rip, Rick. Ripped straight from the Reagan era, also uh, heralded a broader campaign across Latin America. Yeah, we're talking Cold War, everybody. Oh, what a fucking moron. Socialist tyranny. Yep. He's... I, feel, I, feel, I feel so tyrannized here in Norway. You have no clue, look. It's such a shit show down there right now, and it's so funny to see people so confused, especially in the 
Democratic media oh. what to say about Venezuela because it's like they don't want to agree with Trump, but they do want to oh. agree with the military-industrial complex. So they're very confused know. right now. <laughs> We're getting paid by Boeing, who makes bombs for the military-industrial military complex. So we want to please them, but we also hate Trump. Urgh, what do I do? But the, but the thing is, like... Um, oh, I hate to say this, but it's like if people t think I don't have liberty and prosperity and democracy in my country because I live in a socialist country, we're, we're one of the most liberal uh, prosperity-wise countries in the world. There's a reason why people want to come to Norway. It's 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 not because it's pretty. It's cold as fuck here. Do people know that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's winter four months, four months of the year, and we have a little like autumn and spring and short short two two months of summer. And 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 people still want to come here because and don't want to go to America because it's a socialist country because people actually know that people will be taken care of here like I socialist tyranny I, like it's so ah oh, fucking hell I'm so angry at Trump sometimes all right let's move like, we're going back to Venezuela. Uh, because we're still in Venezuela, I guess. <coughs> but like we were saying, uh, this is definitely we talk. We've talked about this a few times now, but it's definitely just a way to try to overthrow this government, and they're doing it in a way where they, at least for now, are not. It's not like an invasion. They're trying to use sanctions and things like that to try to destroy this company and <sighs> or company country uh, at the at the. At the peril of the people who live there, uh, they don't care about... It's under the guise of we're going there to help these people, but they're hurting them so they can take over this country. Uh, mm -hmm. But, uh, like I said, the U.S. is massing aid along the Venezuelan border, but the military won't let this this aid in because... Uh, we'll get into it in a second. But some humanitarian groups warn of the risks. Uh, U.S. efforts to distribute tons of food and medicine to Venezuela is more than just a humanitarian mission. The operation is also designed as uh, designed to foment, foment regime change in Venezuela, which is what we've been saying, which is why much of the international aid community wants nothing to do with it. Uh, humanitarian operations are supposed to be neutral. That is why international committees of the Red Cross, United Nations agencies, and other release relief organizations have refused to collaborate with the U.S. and its allies in the Venezuela operation uh, who are trying to force President Nicolas Maduro from power. Uh, this is from a U.N. spokesman. Humanitarian action needs to be independent of political, military, or any other objectives. Uh, the needs of the people should be lead in terms of uh, when and how humanitarian assist assistance is used. So, uh, yeah, even the Red Cross is like, yeah, f uh, fuck you. <laughs> We're not helping you try to throw overthrow this government. Yeah, no. It's like... Oh. I feel so sorry for them. 
Like, really? Yeah, but, but hopefully enough... I mean, if we spread enough light on the fact that this is ridiculous, uh, it'll keep... I mean, it's not going to keep Trump from doing it, but it'll keep the public from being on the side of thinking it's a good thing. Because for a while, at least for the few weeks, uh, everybody was like, yeah, we got to get in there and help Venezuela. And it's like, you're not, you're not reading the subtext of what's really going on here. Yeah, and we don't have it in the news. And, and like Donald Trump calls the New York Times a true enemy of the people. Like, for example. I didn't see that. Of, Was that this week? Yeah. No. Oh. Sounds, I mean, I've heard him say that same thing a hundred times in the past. So. Yeah. It's so. It's so. Oh, Trump. How much I fucking hate you. But like you said, you said it even last week, like, when he says fake news, sometimes he's right. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know. That's the hardest part, right? It's so fucking irritating. There is one... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry? No, come on. I was gonna say, there's one other news we didn't have in here for a specific reason, but I'll mention it after you're done. Okay. Now, the thing is, like, I I just, I, I hate it when he's right. Like, when he's right, I don't want to go on, on the podcast and say, hey, we agree with Trump, because then we will get a hundred Democrats, like, going, what? Really? Right. You agree with something Trump said? Yes, I do. Well, Does that mean that I support him? Yeah, exactly. It's like the Syria thing. We supported him getting out of Syria, but we're still not out of Syria. So once he actually does yeah. it, then we'll be like, that was a good thing. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, <sighs> right, but the but other that... story we didn't cover, and I don't think we're really going to cover it, but did you see the whole Jesse Smollett story Who? here in America? This guy, Jesse Smollett, I guess he was in the show Empire. You ever see the TV show Empire, bro? Yeah, I, I did, yeah. Apparently, th- this is why we're not going to talk about it, because it's still a little bit up in the air. For a few days, yeah. it was... Uh, in the news that he there, he had been attacked, and that he was he said that he was attacked by two guys in Trump MAGA hats who were uh, mm. saying racist and uh, anti uh, or homophobic slurs because I guess the guy is gay as well, um, mm. and then it came out that the two guys that they found out had beat him up were number one. Uh, they worked with him, and now it's looking like it's possible that he might have hired them to beat him up. Wow. Uh, wow. But it's it's still up in the air, so we don't actually have any confirmation one way or another. But for a long time, it was like looked like uh, he it was some kind of hate crime, and then now it's kind of looking like he might have paid these people to make it look like a hate crime to try to get maybe publicity or something. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting story, but hey, if something comes out about it, we'll we'll cover it in the future. Next week, we will probably have an interview. <laughs> We're not 100% sure because someone deleted his Facebook, but we will probably have an interview. I think we will have an interview next week <laughs> uh, about Jesus. Okay. Uh, if not, we will talk about Jesus anyway. <laughs> but... Uh, he uh, 
he existed and uh, it's it's good that we have the death penalty because Jesus died uh, from the death penalty. I guess he did, didn't he? <laughs> Suppose that's true. Yeah. That's uh, an, an amazing argument from Lynn Hutchins. Uh she says, or the arguments for keeping the death penalty in force in the states uh, that still have it uh, usually invokes deterrence or the need for closure from families of murder victims. But Wyoming mm-hmm. lawmaker who helped defeat a bill to repeal capital punishment used the novel argument that Christianity was founded on the death penalty in the sense <laughs> that Jesus was crucified. <laughs> The greatest man who ever lived died via the death penalty for you and me, said Senator Lynn Hutchins. I'm grateful to him for our future hope because of this. Governments were instituted to execute justice. If it wasn't for Jesus dying via the death penalty, we would all have no hope, Fro. Wow. Okay. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. It, it, it just a reminder to everybody: Christianity is a death cult. <laughs> if you didn't remember that, uh... I, I love this. <laughs> this this article made me giggle a lot right, when yeah. I read it. What the uh, heck is this lady? I mean, I get where she's coming from, but <laughs> this is a very weird way to twist the Bible because. Uh, they murdered the guy if let's say Jesus actually was real you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so she's saying the death penalty is good even though it, so was she saying that Jesus was guilty as well I'm, I'm confused right. uh, and, 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 and another article I have to say is not every state senator agreed with Hutchins use of Jesus to justify the death penalty Regardless of my personal thought, my religion doesn't believe in the right to kill people. That's eno- that's not enough for me, Senator Bill Layden, also a Republican from Casper, who voted for the me- uh, measure called the Star Tribune. So, All right there you go. <laughs> yeah, but isn't there uh, the whole eye for an eye thing in the Bible as well? So, hmm. Uh, yeah, turn down the cheek. It does kind of uh, contradict itself, that Bible, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, that Bible. We will talk a lot next week when we talk about if Jesus really existed or not. But um, yeah, uh, we're going to see a video that uh, I have heard nothing about. Okay. Have you really heard nothing about this, or is this big news there or something? And you're being no, a no, facetious. I, I... No, I have actually not heard about it. Okay. Uh, it's, uh, it's a little bit of... It's kind of cringy, I guess you could say, but let's just watch it. Go ahead and give me a countdown. Okay. It's about Mike Pence, right? Mike Pence making a speech. Right. Okay. Right. In three, two, one, play. And to them and all of you, I bring greetings. From a great champion of he, freedom. God, his voice is so boring. Yeah. Who has worked with these members of Congress to strengthen America's military might and to strengthen the leadership? Is he on Quaaludes? I bring greetings from the 45th president of the United <laughs> States of America, President Donald Trump. Pause for applause. 
Wow. Wow. Or Mikey Mike. Oh. You know, on his sheet, like he's reading, you can see him looking down, reading his speech. You know, it was like right in yeah. the middle. It's like pause for applause. And he did. And yeah. it was nothing. He got nothing. Oh. Hey, do you like nukes? Uh, no, I'm not a big fan of nuclear weapons. No. Really? Well, I've never it's met like... one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good part. Throw this guy. Sorry, I never met one. This <laughs> guy uh, going to tell the truth about stop the nuclear race. This is Trump. Trump tells the truth. Everybody thinks the peace movement was just a part of the sixties and seventies, but in the eighties, is always something also happened. In the early eighties, you have deposit songs like. Dancing with Tears in Her Eyes, or the band Owen D. with Enola Gay, Depeche Mode with uh, People Are People. There was a lot of songs who captured the catastrophic, despotic feeling about nuclear war was soon there. Yes, it was. And also something happened in the 80s. It was not only the new conservative area with Ronald Reagan. Even Ronald Reagan at one point saw the madness. A few weeks ago, somebody turned atomic clock two minutes to midnight. That means we are near, more near nuclear disaster now than we have ever been since the 80s. But something happened. In the 80s, it happened something special. Even the left and the right saw the madness. They saw the madness together. They saw the catastrophic end this would, would be. Because it's only one way when in the nuclear holocaust, nobody wins, everybody lose. We have more weapons now to destroy the world multiple times. Yeah. Does it scare you? It should be. Because nobody talking about it. We always talking about Trump latest tweet, the craziness of all the dictators around the world. But what we should be alone about, even from the left to the right to the center, or what you want to call yourself, is a nuclear threat who's worse now than it have ever been. But not much talking about that. And not much talking about it in popular culture either. Because music now is not music when you have a message. If you have a message, oh well, go fuck yourself. And if you say something to promote in the left and the right, yeah, it can get nowhere. But we should get no somewhere on this issue. Nuclear holocaust should scare the living shit out about it. When somebody asked Barack Obama once what was creeping up at night, he said India and Pakistan. Yes, you know both those countries are still having a conflict over an area called Kashmir. Both of them are full with crazy people who want to use nuclear weapons. That should scare the living shit about everybody. There were former KGB be agent who may build new nuclear weapons in Russia who can fuck up every European city in in a minutes. Yeah, and what is the response to that in the United States? Strengthen the military. We are in a new arms race, a new nuclear 
arms race is worse now than it had ever been. This should scare the living shit out of everybody. I can say it again and again. But is it time to come together? It's now. In the early 80s, Ronald Reagan called Soviet Union the evil empire. But he shook hand with the evil empire and got disarmament and the end of the East European countries. If, if a conservative like Ronald Reagan can do that, Republicans can do that too today, and Democrats can do it so. Now it's only pissing contest who's loving the military most. We need cut in armies, we need cut in weapons, and we need cut in nuclear weapons. We have to learn the words of Eisenhower. Stop the military industrial complex. This was Tron with Tron tells the truth. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Let's go right into Eurovision. We have two songs. Let's do Montenegro first. Uh, the group is called D-Mall. And the song is called Heaven. And for people that haven't seen this video, uh, live performance, they're trying to be no on uh, a note sheet by being people on it and it's uh, one of the most stupid videos I have ever seen in my entire life in Eurovision uh, I'm pretty sure a fourth grade teacher came up with the choreography for this <laughs> it, it is it, it is incredibly benign but uh, we, we will not hold that against the song I'm just saying that it's a it's a shit video, but uh, that well, this doesn't was, really help. It was a live performance. It wasn't a music video, but yeah. so I'm assuming no, no. this is going to be the live performance for the the finale. Yes. So yeah, it's not good. Yeah. The song yeah. is okay. Uh, the song is uh, okay. It's a group yeah. a group vocal song. So yeah. what I, I didn't count five people, maybe six people, something like that. Uh, six people, yeah. Right, because at the it had to have been an even number because they were all holding hands at the end. Right, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. The song was all right. Nothing special. The choreo uh, oh. dance choreography, the set, the presentation was crap. So I don't know. What'd you give it? That's 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 like one of the biggest problems for me is when it's getting this shitty in the quality of the video and the presentation of it. Like it, 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 it has to do to do. You know, I have to go down on my points just for that. So I'm giving this a three and a half out of uh, ten. I gave it a two. Yeah, nothing's really special. Uh, some of the vocalists weren't actually even all that great. Like as a group, no. they worked out, but when no. the one no. guy, uh, I think he was yeah. the bass kind of bass vocals yes. He, yes, yes, yes. he they did kind of a, a solo with him and he wasn't all that great so no no um we have a little story about uh, italy before we talk about italy uh they have deleted uh, their live performance i've seen the live performance i Luke i got to see not... it yeah oh you did see it live performance. i had to watch like a eurovision commentary like with some girl, okay. like so I saw the performance and then in in the it had like a box with like the girl commentating so and then I listened to the song okay. itself separately so I've seen okay. yeah I've seen the performance and 
Yeah, but go ahead. Uh, it's uh, Mahmoud uh, with Saldi. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's Hitler. Uh, I will let you talk about it first. Uh, well, it, I, I wrote down Italian reggae was the way I remembered this song because it kind of had like a <laughs> reggae kind of, he was like yeah. Italian Sean Paul kind of thing going on. Yeah. Kind of looked like that guy as well, even. Yeah. Um, yeah. The one thing I, I mentioned here, did they change the number of people you can have on stage this year? Because this guy had an entire <laughs> orchestra. I'm pretty sure that's against the rules. No. The thing is, the, the thing is, uh, the, thing is uh, the San Marino Festival. Oh, fucking hell. I watched this live. Uh, the San Marino F- Festival. If you've never, you've never seen anything more crazy than the San Marino Festival. And this is... Uh, the San Marino Festival is always with a live orchestra. Okay. So every song is with... with uh, right, so this is, he's not going to be allowed song. to do this in the actual... No, no, no. For final, no, right, no, okay. No. So it'll all be... It'll all be... Uh, so, yeah, so in the final... So when we looked at this performance, in the final, it's just going to be he mm. st- him standing up there with the lights around him. With the lighting, was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Song was all right. I gave this a three point five. A three point five. Wow, uh, that's exactly the same as me. Uh, I, I didn't. I I, I, I like the worse better than I like. Uh, like I, I like the when he goes soldy, soldy, and clap. I, I like that part of it. But rest of it is 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 not really uh, good enough. Uh, it's it's kind of strange to think we're this far out, and and Australia is like <laughs> the favorite to win right now, with uh, with uh, with uh, Spain uh, right behind it, according to another digital system. According to our but, scores, uh, yeah, no. right. I, I uh, mean. Uh, this, it felt like they put time and effort into it. It didn't feel like, yeah. you know, like they were just kind of uh, half-assing it or anything. And the guy is yeah, a good no, singer. Like, no. if I was to yeah. put that song on the radio here in America, I don't know, at a party mm-hmm. or in a bar, and people would right. just be like, oh, it's a song. Like, they wouldn't yeah. notice that it was a weird song or anything, so. No, no. no they would be I, like, what, I, I, what are the lyrics? Other than that, they wouldn't, they wouldn't. Right. Yeah. And I think the clapping part in 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 the middle is is smart because it would it will involve the audience right, with, yeah, with yeah. the clapping. So so that's intelligent about it. But other than that, yeah, no, a three point five from both me and Luke. Cool. Uh, we have an uh, email address. It's another digital citizen at gmail Another digital citizen at gmail and. Um, yeah, we got an email because Fro is a fucking moron. Uh, but uh, other than that, we we also have a Facebook group. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. Uh, if you find me on Facebook, you are very, very, very good at finding people. Well, if you find Fro on Facebook, notify us so we can get the get that page <laughs> taken down because it's not real. Is what you really should say, but. Yes, that's, that's what we're, we're saying. But uh, have uh, people posted 
in our Facebook group. Uh, yeah, there's stuff posted up there. Uh, I didn't see anything as far as stuff we need to talk about, really. Uh, but I posted up the Bernie Sanders thing 10 minutes like after he announced. He, he was still doing the interview on the public radio, uh, Vermont Public Radio Station when I posted up the article about it. He was still doing the interview, so... Uh, sometimes we get breaking news, like break breaking news on there, so. Yeah. Well, hey, look, let's uh, talk about the statue-free episode of Manifest Episode 16. <laughs> um, I got a lot of stuff to talk about here. I, like, started writing and realized there is a lot to say here, so let's just get into it. Um, what is this episode all about, this last episode that is totally going to explain everything? Right. Oh, I need the description. Uh, est- uh, estimated time of departure is the name of the episode. Uh, Michaela, Ben, Zeke, and Samvi all have the same calling. After another panic attack, Samvi is finally ready to see a therapist, but it may not be what's best for her. An ominous, ominous new link appears between Griffin and the eight to eight passengers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so ready to talk about this shit. Okay, so we open uh, up in Jamaica, which is like we've never been there, but we know that's where the flight originated from. So th- this is like before the plane came back and uh, before they went through time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so strange that I, I I read I read down here. Oh, we have a lost. We have a lost. Uh, what, what did they call it in in Lost when they did a, a back back? Uh, Oh, uh, flashback? A flashback, yes. Uh, welcome to the lost flashback of Manifest. I right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the t- older twin says the answer is somewhere in these symbols, and she's got this whole, like, uh, I don't know, uh, science fair project going on with the, all these poster boards and stuff. I mean... If if you ever seen a detective show where the tec- the detective goes, oh, there's a red line between all these things. Oh, I need to find out what it all means. That is more or less this. Uh, the the, mur- the murderer gets released for telling them where the bomb is in Times Square. They let him go. Uh, Why? I don't, I don't know. I, because they made the why, plea deal, but apparently they made a plea deal that... I mean, if you're going to make a plea deal, you'd be like, okay, we'll take away one of the murder charges of the two people right. you killed in the middle of the day in the street and then took yeah. your mask off, showing everybody who you were while you were driving away in the car. Oh. Um, uh, Zeke apparently is an alcoholic or a drug addict or yes. both. Yes. I think yes. both. Suddenly, suddenly, all the suddenly... <laughs> Why the fuck is he all of a suddenly a drug addict? Have we have heard anything about this before? Well, we knew no. he didn't want to go see his family for some reason, but we didn't know why, and I guess this is why. is because he his family so... disowned him or something. But, but, but they never mentioned it before, Luke! With all the other things that we're going to talk about, this is the Da Vinci Code of, <laughs> of a Manifest. This episode. Jesus Christ, I hated this episode. And then I wrote Zeke and Michaela sitting in a tree. Name I wrote a tree, down here. yeah. <laughs> I know. Because they hug each other and then they're like, oh, we've... it looks like they're about to kiss. Uh... 
Some doctor finds out about the blood marker that Cal and the rest of the 828 passengers have, so they're worried they're going to find out about Cal, and then the Major is going to find out about Cal. Uh, oh, we see the Major in two seconds of the show! Wow! Yay! Yeah, like, literally two seconds. and it, one, one second literally. at one, one time, and then one second a whole other time in the show. Uh, and it's so, like, oh, we have heard so much about this Major. And Luke even said it on the last week. I'm sure she will be a big part of the season finale. Nope. Uh, Doctor, uh, she definitely has PTSD. We find out from a traumatic ordeal. So, like, what we forgot, I guess, last week is <laughs> she got kidnapped. Remember, and was at gunpoint yes. from that lady. Yes. So that's what this PTSD is from. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is where Cal draws. We find out he he draws Ben. Uh, and his gravestones. So he's seeing in the future their their gravestones. I guess. No, 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 no. no. Uh, well, yes, but the family doesn't know about it. That, that's right. This is where he shows Zeke the gravestones. Yeah, right. right. We find out about yeah. it here. Uh, and then I wrote down uh, the callings are the X Men now for some reason. If you have oh, the callings are one of the oh, X Men for sake. some reason. Oh, this is so fucking stupid. Because they have, like, the blood marker, and apparently if they're going to be hunted down, like the X-Men, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. And and, and here's also introducing something new at the end. And it's like, why? 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 Why, Luke? I don't know, because it's not going anywhere. Uh, (laughs) We get stop and frisk law mentioned here in... Uh, about New York, <laughs> and I'm like, yes. why would they bring up stop and frisk? Like, I, I know, I know. And it's being used to like because he wants to like spy on his girlfriend. <laughs> so he's like, should I? Should, uh, maybe we should stop and frisk Zeke. That's what they're saying. It's like, oh my god, they're <sighs> they're portraying police corruption in like a real way, but like it's just kind of off <laughs> off handed. Like, oh yeah, you know, just using stop and frisk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop and frisk. <laughs> Uh, Griffin's gonna reveal the callings. This is the silliest part right here, because he goes, he's gonna do a press conference to reveal the callings to the world, which, how did he get a plea deal if the people in the police didn't already know about the callings, like we said last week, so who is he gonna reveal it to? Is it only the public? Do every, do all police officers know about the callings, but none of the public know? Like, I'm so confused. (laughs) And, 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 And the thing is, like, Look, I was thinking to myself when when he does this, there's a lot of like demonstration signs against him and pro him and things like that. Did you did you see all this like people with their blackboards around him? Oh, I saw the signs. I didn't read any of them. No, and it's like it's like take him back or he must pay, and it's so like the most generic signs you will ever ever see. Right, and then before he can make his announcement, he starts <coughs> vomiting up, like, gallons and gallons of, of water. Do you know what I wrote down there? I, I, I say, and now a scene from The Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I mean, apparently he, the water was from when he drowned, and now the callings are killing him uh. because the callings didn't want him to reveal... The callings to everybody, but what about? That's that's not the solution, Luke. We will find out the 
fantastic solution to this a little later. Right, mm-hmm. so this is where the Major comes back. <laughs> you mean for one second? For one scene where she's like, <laughs> she says, oh, uh, they have something about the blood markers, right? Yeah. So Jared uh, is out to get Zeke for the drug use, right? So this is where the stop and frisk and everything happens. Oh. Uh, we find find out that Zeke's mother disowned him because of the drugs, like I said. Griffin drowned, I guess, is what the like the autopsy shows that he drowned, just like he would have if he would have been a thing. Uh, oh. Right, then Michaela gets a calling that says, stop him. Yeah, right? stop him. And, yep. and nobody, everybody else, or the four people had gotten that same calling at the beginning of the episode. She gets this calling, and Ben goes, <sighs> did you get another calling? It, it said stop him, oh. and somehow Ben knows what the calling said, even though he didn't hear it. <laughs> yep. Uh, is this... And why? Why I wrote down here like, is Ben suddenly psychic? <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. That it is the only explanation. But at the same time, it is they do have these callings and everything. But somehow he oh. knew what she was hearing. Like he, he didn't. The thing was, he should have just said, like, oh, you got a calling, what did it say? But he went, yeah. oh, you got a calling? Stop him? Like, he just already <laughs> knew. Um, uh, mom, the mom throws up, uh, and then we find out about this expiration date. And, so, And, and I, I, was, I was, okay, she's throwing up, she's pregnant. I knew right away. She's, the she other thing pregnant. I thought it might have been is... Thing that we should actually mention that she knows about the callings, uh, and she's not dead. And so she, I thought maybe it, she dying. was slowly yeah. dying, but at the same time, it's like she's not gonna die. That whole storyline went no. nowhere, and uh-huh. is never gonna come back. That if you if you know about the callings, you die or you throw yourself off a building. And like, uh, oh and ladies and gentlemen that are listening, I can't wait to talk about that ending. Oh Jesus Christ! I so have we find out about the expiration date. So the guy, mm-hmm. what he was, the guy who died in the in uh-huh. drowning, he was yeah uh, gone underwater uh-huh. as long as he was alive again and then died so apparently so, so you have an expiration date so as long as you were gone is a long is as long mm-hmm. as you're going to be alive and this makes so much sense oh wait it doesn't because it hold on does? People that fall, no it doesn't because guess what look people has it was a thing that they died because they told people about the calling, and that was the reason they died. Right. So they, they switched it all up, and they are telling us that they will die in 2024. Specifically June 2nd, 2024 is what I wrote down. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? This show is going to go on to that date. Uh, well, not it, it, what it's setting up is like six seasons, is what they're I saying. I know, right? I know. Oh, 
Uh, so now, Cal, we see the picture with the gravestones, and now the date, mm-hmm. June 22nd, 2024, is on the gravestones, which it wasn't before, so I don't know why he didn't see the dates before now, and just saw them now, even though the parents just found out about it. Uh, why didn't he draw it when he ri- originally drew the picture? I'm very confused by that. But, it, you know, uh-huh. it's building tension. Uh, oh, right. This is where the major comes back again because the doctor goes to see a psychiatrist, but the psychiatrist is the major. Uh, Jared goes in and searches Zeke's apartment. This is where our, our finale starts. And it's kind of like yeah. a really quick back and forth cuts. Jared seek, uh, searches Zeke's apartment and we find out the mother is pregnant, drugs. like Fro said. And the big question is who's the father, whether it's uh, Ben or the other guy who hasn't been in this show for the entire second half of the season <laughs> and didn't even show up for this episode when we find out he might have a baby in this show. Yeah. But at the same time, the other thing I was thinking is what happens if a baby is born to a time traveler? Yep. <laughs> That's a weird thing to think about as well. Um mm-hmm. Time-traveling baby, that, maybe? Does that mean that the baby also has an expiration date? Right, or does it get does born it... at five years old? Is it five when it comes out of her <laughs> uterus? <laughs> and then we uh, get this. Jared, or, uh, Zeke comes back and Jared's searching his apartment, and <sighs> we get this seriously straight out of an action movie fight scene that was totally out of no, place for the show. No, no, it's not. Yes, it is. It's straight out of an action movie with the sound effects and everything. And yes, the, the but, quick but the thing is, look, you're making it too good. It's not out of a straight out of an action movie. It's uh, straight out of oh, out of an UV Bolt directed action movie. Sure. Okay. I mean, yeah, a, maybe a B action movie, but it's an action movie. I mean, in any case, it doesn't fit yes. with the rest of the show. It no. It feels like no. it was shot by an entire different crew of people than shot the rest it, of the show. This it, is my it, point. It feels like absolutely nothing we have ever seen before. And it, 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 it irritates the fuck out of me. Right, so... Jared pulls a gun, right? Or does Zeke pull out the gun? Who 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 pulls out the gun? I think it's Jared because he's a cop, so I'd assume he'd had the gun, right? So they're fighting over the gun. They both have their hands on the gun. The gun's kind of going back and forth. Then Michaela yep. runs in. The apartment looks at them and, uh, of course, to try to stop them because she's hearing yep. the stop him calling. And the gun goes off, but we don't see the gun go off. We don't see... Where the bullet goes, we don't see who, if any of these three people were shot by the gun. So the possibilities are, Michaela could have been shot by the gun. Yep. Zeke could have been shot by the gun. Jared could have been shot by the gun. Or nobody could have been shot by the gun. Or even, I guess, a fifth option is that another person that we we didn't see could have ended up getting shot by the gun. And do you know who I wanted to shoot out of the gun? (laughs) Myself, for watching this. This ending <clears throat> was the worst ending I've seen in a really long time. Oh, it's 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 uh, it's one of the worst endings of a TV first season ever. It's clear. I mean, it's very lost esque in the sense that oh, very that they. 
they have no clue who's going to get shot at the beginning of next season, but they wanted to leave it open so that when they start writing it, they can just start wherever they want and then maybe even go back and go, okay, no, that didn't work. Now we're going to try Zeke getting killed and see where that goes. You know what I mean? And that's how they're setting it up so it's easy to write. And it's like so obvious Mm. and... They want to make it seem like, oh, this was a big cliffhanger that's so crazy. You, who, What's going to happen? But to me, I look at it and go, no, you're just being... This is lazy writing, is what it is. And do, do you know what? I don't fucking care who gets killed. That's the worst thing about it. Like, I, 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 want, I want this to be a magical bullet, and all three of them are dead. Right, it goes through Michaela and then does a full 180-degree <laughs> turn, 270-degree turn even... Goes through mm-hmm. the back of Jared and then goes through the front of Zeke somehow. Right. <laughs> please, please, please make it so. It's like it's like the actually it can even be almost the rest of the cast too. It'll be like that corn music video. Yes. Remember that corn music yeah. video with the bullet? <laughs> that would just be the beginning of the of the second season, uh, and then there's no other episodes. I would enjoy that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so uh, look, I have to ask you, what do you give this amazing? Fantastic TV show. All together, all episodes, I'm going to give it a three. I give it a two and a half. Okay. Right after the finale aired, they posted something up on the Manifest Twitter, Fro. Mm -hmm. Thanks for tweeting along with us all season, Manifestors. Manifestors. And then it says, uh, we're just as shook as you are. Until next time, we're just as shook as you are. Right, but I'm shook for a whole different reason than I think you're talking about. <laughs> we're shook about how fucking bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to be tortured, Manifest is a perfect, perfect thing to show to people in Albert Grant. The finale was way down in ratings, just to let you know. So, no. Oh, really? Yeah. It really shocks me. It's, it's, that, that, that is so surprising. I think there was something that had, like, a the some other show on one of the network channels that had, like, their first episode, and I think it took, like, a lot of the ratings away from the finale, so... But yeah, I don't, if anybody did watch this, they probably are not going to watch the second season, unless they have bad taste, I guess, but who knows? <laughs> the the thing is like if i if i if i i have absolutely no uh, problems uh saying that i i watch stupid things but i the next uh, season of this <laughs> nope right they said they were going to wrap all this stuff up. I mean, I guess the big thing that they remember last week, I said in an article, they said there was going to be a big reveal. Mm-hmm. I think that the expiration date was the big reveal they were talking about. Hey, look, are you ready for masked singer news? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was a new one. Uh, the alien went out this uh, week. Right. Do you have any clue? Yes. Any clue at all? Uh, uh, Paul Rubens. No, it was a girl. Uh, it's it was Latoya Jackson. She's what? It seems like she would have an inherent yep. advantage in this uh, singing contest. But sure, all right. 
What? Really? You think you think a singer like Latoya Jackson would have a? I, I don't even know if she's like still a singer or not. I, but yeah, I think she would have a bit yeah. of an advantage. Yeah. So so far, Antonio Brown, Tommy Chung, Terry Bradshaw, Margaret Show, Torres Spelling, Ricky Lake, and now Latoya Jackson, and we have. Uh, one, two, three, four, five people left. Yeah. All right. Uh, TV. As far as I just finished White Dragon, which I'd recommend you throw on okay. Prime. Uh, pretty good show. Pretty fun ending. There was a little bit of like there was the the ending is it's like a it's I wouldn't call it a it's not like a Shyamalan twist, but it's definitely like. Uh, it goes one way and then all of a sudden goes a different way and then goes another way again. But there's one little glaring error that I had with the ending. But o- overall, uh, this show, I give it a seven, uh, solid mm. seven. So I'd recommend it to anybody. Uh, other than that, Celebrity Big Brother finale. That was the only other thing really on TV this week. Yeah. Uh, go Tell me about the Celebrity <laughs> Tomorrow wins one one uh, celebrity Big Brother US yes and then Ricky got second. Uh, yeah. Tom of course got fan favorite. So if we were if we had like made any kind of like actual bet on this, Fro would have won because we had both said Ricky would win. Yes. He ended up getting second. Yeah. I said tomorrow who got first would have got fan favorite, and you said Tom. So in a, yeah. so yeah, you yeah. would have won. Uh, but I was surprised that she won. Only because she did, she was a horrible. She had horrible gameplay, you know what I mean. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But we've seen, especially last year, U.S. Celebrity Big Brother. The celebrities yes. always, they never go off gameplay. They go off of no. popularity. And she was the most yeah. popular with the public, so they were trying to yep. uh, maintain uh, maintain popularity with the public. Because if they would have voted against Tamara, they would have got shit on Twitter and all this other stuff. So. I understand why she won, but the thing was, yeah. Ricky took her to the end, and that's the real reason yes. she won. If he would have taken somebody yeah. else to the end, but what he said was, this is what I saw an interview with Ricky, for, which I haven't even told you this yet, because I saw it two days ago, but he said okay. that he took her to the end because he made a deal with her early on, and that he didn't yeah. even really want to win, that he wanted yeah. her to win, and so he brought her to the end because he knew she would win against him. That's what he said. It's like the okay. most Buddhist thing you could do, though. And the guy was, like, super yeah. into that. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not like Eva Marie won, so it's okay. Right, and I did send Fro about the backlash over Lolo and Ooh, Eva Marie. Yes. Because once they saw uh, being called Mean Girls on Twitter and everything else, they there was a big... Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's say Lolo took it a lot le- uh, took it less in stride than Eva did, but I think it's yeah. because Eva oh, yeah. had gotten so much crap already in WWE for being a horrible person. She's used to it, you know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. I don't think Lolo was as used to it. So if you go look at her Twitter, she's like putting everybody on blast tomorrow, and they even called Ricky a rapist. Uh, or no, that was uh, Lindsay Lohan's mom, maybe. Yeah. Or no, yes, Lindsay Lohan. Because so. Lindsay Lohan came yeah. out on Twitter and saying she's going to expose Big Brother, which never happened, but it would be really funny if she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The only thing that I watched uh, was something with my dad. Uh, and my dad, uh, I made my dad watch Russian Doll. So I actually watched it again with my dad. Oh. 
Uh, yeah, that seems like something uh, it would be a good rewatch. Yeah, it it was very very good rewatch. Um, other than that, uh, I saw the first episode of uh, what is it called? Sorry, uh, give me two seconds. Uh, Netflix. It's called something with an umbrella. I know. Oh, that. Umbrella Academy. Right, the thing I yes. saw on there but wouldn't watch because I don't like superhero shit. So, what do you think of it? Um, do you know what? I saw the first episode. Uh, my dad doesn't like superhero shit. He really, 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 really liked this. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll uh, check it out this week. I, yeah, I thought it was actually very, 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 very good. So, I would recommend it to you. All right. If you don't like superhero shits. But you've seen just the one episode, so... Uh, yes. But as of that, uh, what would you give the one episode, number-wise? Uh, eight. Oh, yeah, that's high. All yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll check out at least one episode this week, then, and let you know what I think. I'm going to be yeah. a little harder on it than you. I think everybody knows that, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me and you, we, we, <laughs> we don't agree on this at all. I think people people know that. <laughs> we don't agree on anything. Me and Luke. No. That's why we're not friends. We, 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 just, <laughs> we just have this podcast because we have to? I, I guess so. I, I, no, that's not uh, it at all. I think we are friends. What? Nah. And an American and a Norwegian can never be friends. Yeah, you dirty socialist. Um, <laughs> I'm such a dirty socialist. I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, use that, like in 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 like, oh, you're such a dirty socialist. Yeah. Uh, what is the next thing you want to talk to talk about? Uh, what about Oscars and Razzies predictions? Let's do that before. Hey, we should actually talk about the two Oscars films before this, because we're going to... Oh, yeah, I should have put that in the schedule before, right, okay. (coughs) So, yeah, let's just do that now. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'll start, yeah? Yes, yes. Okay, I saw that, uh, actually, I saw this this week, so I'm going to take this out of when I do movie round, but Black Klansman. Uh, mm-hmm. From visionary filmmaker Spike Lee comes an incredible true story of an American hero in the early 1970s. Uh, oh, it's the early 1970s, and Ron Stallworth is the first African American detective to serve in Colorado Springs uh, Police Department. Determined to make a name for himself, Stallworth bravely sets out on a dangerous mission infil- uh, to infiltrate and expose the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, mm-hmm. Da. 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, 83% on Metacritic, eh, directed by Spike Lee, uh, starring what? John David Washington, Adam Driver, uh, Laurie Harrier, Harrier I think it is, uh, Ryan, okay. uh, Ryan Egg- Eggold, Michael Buscemi, mm-hmm. uh, Topher Grace, of course, and I think... Uh, that's probably about all the big people. Um, overall, I, I really like this film. I This is definitely a okay. contender for a best picture. Uh, da, da, da. It didn't feel overly uh, Oscar bait, 
is what I really like about it. I did see another movie this mm. week that did feel much more Oscar Beatty. I'll talk about it in the movie round, but uh, mm. this one, it felt it felt like a very good film. Uh, it, it had very funny parts and everything, and it uh, it just overall was really well put together and entertaining. Uh, I wouldn't say it is like the most technically proficient, like some of the other movies we've seen, like Roma. Uh, it actually, this one has a funny, engaging storyline though, which Roma does not have. Mm. Um, so, watch, watch. Uh, I thought the me- and the message of this is very good. It does kind of delve. It's making. Uh, there's a lot of references to uh, 2018. They put in here, kind of like at one point, he's like. Oh, they're talking about um, the Ku Klux Klan trying to uh, get people in government. And they're like, yeah, but we'd never have a president like that. Kind of making that like uh, inside joke kind uh, of thing. But at the same time, they also they mention super predators if, in reference yeah. to Hillary Clinton. So they don't, you know, they don't sway one side or the other as far as that goes. Um, they do kind of at the end make reference to the Charlottesville. Uh, 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 what do we call it? Well, there was a murder and then the whole uprising and everything else there. They make reference to that and everything else. So they, they kind of try to bring it back around to um, to this day and age. Overall, uh, I what did I give this? Let me look real quick. I wrote it down. I gave this an eight and a half. I thought it was very wow. good. Uh, this is in the top three as far as uh, possibilities to win, so. I'm really, really sad that I did not have the time to see this. I really, really wanted to see this before we did the predictions. But, yeah, it is what it is. I've seen all the other movies other than that. So, uh, for example, A Star is Born. Uh, it's a drama romance. It is directed by Bradley Cooper, with Bradley Cooper in it, uh, Lady Gaga. Uh, Sam Elliott, David Chappelle, Anthony Ramos, uh, seasoned musician uh, Jackson Maine, <clears throat> sorry, uh, discovers and falls in love with a struggling artist, Ali. Uh, she just uh, about given up her dream to make it big as a singer until Jackson calls her into the spotlight. But even as Ali's career takes off, the personal side of their relationship is breaking down as Jackson fights an ongoing battle with his own eternal demons. Um, this has gotten 90% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 7.9 on, out of 10 on IMDb, 4.9 out of 5 on Facebook, and 95% of Google users like this movie. Uh, it was released in October of the, the last year. And I think it is a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but it is extremely, extremely Oscar-baiting. Um, I think... Lady Gaga deserves an Oscar for her portrayal. Uh, I don't really see the big hoopla about Bradley Cooper in this movie, but that's me. Okay. Well, I mean, he directed it, so maybe that's what they're talking about. I know, I know. 
but uh, I I don't really remember what I gave it, but I think I gave it a six point five seven maybe. Okay, I I just can't yeah. get past the whole using comment bots to try to battle bad comments about the movie. Remember oh. that? Like I still so I, I'm still having a problem like. Uh, so funny though. Wanting to see this movie because of that. Because it's just so. Ugh, it it's kind of gross. Of course it's gross, but it was so funny. It was funny, yes. That they got caught, I guess. So funny. Because we, we, we've read some of it. It, it was so, so obvious. So obvious, yeah. But yeah, mm, cool. All right, let's uh, do the Academy Awards uh, this Sunday. Obviously, February 24th is when it's going to happen. I don't think I'll be watching it because it's boring as hell. But um, let's start at let's start at the bottom and work our way back. So we're yeah. going to start with – we're going to do 10. So uh, best documentary feature, I guess, is the first one we are going to do. Cool. Um, yeah. Um... I will go with uh, uh, Minding the Gap. I have not seen any of these movies, but that's the only one I've actually heard of. Yeah. Um, Free Solo is, is pretty good as well. It's It was between those two movies, because that's the only two movies I've seen out of them. Uh, but I've seen Minding the Gap, and I've seen Free Solo. So I'm going All right, to I'll go free solo just to make it interesting, I guess. Cool. Uh best animated feature. Uh we have the Incredibles, Isle of Dogs, Marai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider Man into the Spider-Verse. Is this one super obvious or well, is it just we, me? <laughs> we, uh well we should say in the best documentary, we, we fucking forgot it. Uh, Free Solo, Hail Conti, This Morning, This Evening, uh, Minding the Gap of Fathers and Sons, and RBG. Um, I'm sorry that we fucking uh, forgot. It's not like we do this every year. Oh, RBG yeah. is the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary that uh, Jeremy right. was talking about last week. Yes. Yes, okay. But yeah, um... Back to Incredibles, uh, to I Love Dog, Mariah, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse that will win. Um, well, I went, I'm going to say Isles of, Isle of Dogs. I think that one really? has the best chance, yeah. Really? You're saying Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, huh? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, definitely. I mean, uh, for, it's Wes Anderson, for, so I think he has a good chance, even though it's, you know, this this the uh, animated it's, feature, it's, but it's it's worse than the fantastic Mr. Fox and and uh, yeah. I, I I I if if anything other than Spider-Man wins, I think it will be Mariah, to be honest. But uh, that's my opinion. Right. Should we do best foreign language film? No, we never do that. No, okay. What's the next thing? Uh, best adapted screenplay, uh, and then everything, okay, and then have... everything above that. Yeah. Okay, we have uh, the Ballad of uh, Buster Scrubs, uh, Black's uh, Clansman. Can you ever forgive me? Uh, if Bale Streets could talk, and a star is born. 
Luke. Uh, it's your, your turn to go first this time. Oh, um... Best adapted screenplay. Hmm. I think I will go with If Bale Street Could Talk. Okay. Um... I'm just gonna write down Beale Street because that's a long name. Yeah, I know. Okay, uh, best adapted screenplay. Yeah. Hmm. I guess I'll go Black Klansman on this one. Okay. Then we have uh, best original screenplay. Uh, the favorite. Uh, first reformed. Uh, Green Book. Roma and Vice. Look. Hmm. Vice being a best original screenplay is a little weird because yeah. it's kind of based off of a true story, right? That's a little strange, but I guess I'll go. Hmm. See, I think that one's going to win for best picture, so I'll go Vice. I will go the favorite. Okay. Then we have uh, Best Supporting Actress, Amy Adams for Vice, Marina de Tevada as in Roma, Regina King, if Bale King Streets Could Talk, Emma Stone for The Favorite, and Rachel Weisz as for The Favorites. I can give you a clue. It will go to somebody that's played in the favorites. I'm thinking um, the same thing, actually. So hopefully we pick somebody opposite. I had to actually look who the hell Rachel Weiss was for a second. Okay, continue. I'm I'm actually going to pick her. If you want to pick Emma Stone, that's who. I, yeah, I'll pick Stone, and you'll. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, best supporting actor Mahashi Ali for Green Book. Adam Driver for Black Clansman, Sam Elliott, uh, A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell, Vice. Oh, I guess it's my turn first, yeah. Um, this well, is a hard <laughs> It's in between the Sams for me right now, so I'm going to go Sam yeah. Rock- Rockwell. For fuck's sake, that was my pick as well. Um, I will go with Sam Elliott then, because I, I totally agree with you, it's between the Sams. Okay. Next we have Best then Actress. Uh, yep. Yes. Uh, Yata <laughs> Lazza Apriccio uh, in Roma, Glenn Close for the wife. Uh, Olivia Coleman for the favorite, Lady Gaga, uh, Star is Born, and Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me for Watching This Movie? Alright, you're first this time. Ay, ay, ay. For fuck's sake, Lady Gaga is going to win this. She doesn't really deserve it, but she is going to win it. Okay. Because they want her to win. Sure, I guess so. Uh, yeah. I'll go Olivia Coleman as the queen. Yeah. She's fucking great in that movie. I hope 
I really, really, really hope you're right because that's the that's the actual <laughs> that's the actual answer. Know. Right? What yeah, are you saying? Uh, Melissa McCarthy is not the actual answer. <laughs> I am saying that Melissa McCarthy isn't the answer, even though I liked. Can you ever forgive me? Um, best actor: uh, Christian Bale uh, as Dick Cheney, Brad Cooper as himself. William Defoe as someone called Vincent McGogg, uh, Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury, and Viggo Mortensen as Viggy Mortensen. Luke. I'm going to go Rami Malek for Freddie Mercury. Yep. We are going to totally agree on this. Okay. I'm not even going to try to pick anything else. <laughs> it's, 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 so, it's so obvious. <laughs> it is so 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 obvious. Right, I think. Then we have Christian Bale yeah. is probably the only person that has. It's like the number two to me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I totally agree with you. But Rami Malek will will win for the same reason for Lady Lady Gaga will win. But the thing is, if if I had to pick for quality, I would pick uh, pick Christian Bale because he was amazing as Dick Cheney. But, uh, best director, uh, Spike Lee for Black Clansman, Pavel Mavlovsky for Cold War, Yorgo Lamaises for The Favorite, uh, Alfonso Coron, I will definitely win this Oscar for Roma, and Adam McKay for Weiss. So you're saying Roma director is what you're saying? Really? What, what gave it away? <laughs> Alfonso. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. It's either going to be Yorgos Lanthimos or Spike Lee is what I'm thinking. Yep. Yes. I hope it's Yorgos. I really, really like the favorites. I'm going to go with Spike Lee, I guess. Oh. I haven't seen it, so I have no clue. Best picture... Uh, let's skip the first one because that's Black Panther. Um, <laughs> Black Panther's never going to win. It's not going to win. No. <laughs> it's just on the list to be on the list. <laughs> Black Clansman, uh, Behemoth Rhapsody, The Favorite, uh, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Mice. I guess I'm I go going... first. Oh. Okay. Well, sure. Yeah, I went second last time, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, and I'm going with the favorite. Oh, I hate you. We can agree if you want to agree. We disagreed so much already. We only agreed on one other one so far. So. Do you know what? I think maybe they will go crazy. Do, do, do. Ooh, okay, it's definitely not going to be Black Panther. Take that away. It's not going to be Green Book. Take that away. Um, Black Clansman I haven't seen, so take that away. Um, Human Rhapsody was such <laughs> movie, so let's take that away. Uh, the favorite was good. The Roma was good. The Star is born. Uh, wise. Okay, it's between those four. I will go with Roma because I 
I have a, I have a strange feeling. Yeah. Okay. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is Netflix, and the Academy does kind of frown on Netflix movies, at least I in the know. past. But that doesn't mean anything about the future. That just means the past. No. So. No. Okay. Now we will, uh, just say that uh, the top movies that uh, have the most nominations is the favorite and Roma with ten. Uh, Stars Born and Vice has eight. Black Panther has seven. Black Clansman uh, has seven, uh, six. Sorry, Bohemian Rhapsody and Green Book has five, and First Man and Mary Poppins have four. Just All right. For that are a little curious, but now for the fun part because we're going to talk about the 39 Golden Raspberry Awards. What what is this award for for people that does know? Uh, right, Raspberries is given to the worst movies of the year for different categories. Mm-hmm. We're going to start at the bottom we again. We will do all of them. Yes. I mean, there is so, another one that comes out, but we can't bet on it. What is it? The, uh, da, 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 you know, the one that they announce. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember what it's called. It's like the, uh, something about, like... It's it's equivalent to uh, the person who gets the award for uh, lifetime achievement, except the opposite. Whatever that is, right? So the Rassi Redeemer Awards: Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me, Peter Farley for Green Book, Taylor Perry for Vice, The Transformer franchise for Bumblebee, and Sony Picture Animation for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, Luke. Hmm. This is actually kind of a hard one, but I guess I'll go yeah. Tyler Perry. Yeah. I will go Sony Pictures. Okay. First screenplay, Death of a Nation by Danish Did D'Souza, Fifty Shades Freed by Lil uh, Gotti, uh, Lem Dobbs and Leo Rossi, Happy Time Murders by Todd Berger, and Winchester... The Spring Brothers. I've never heard of Winchester. That's the only one I've not heard of. No. But... no. Uh, I'm going first. Yes. I'm going to go with my old good friend, uh, Gotti. Because, guess what? I liked the Happy Time Murders. I'm going to say that again. I liked the Happy Time Murders. I don't care what people think about me. Because, guess what? I liked Happy Time Murders. I think I'm going to go Death of a Nation, just because I know how they mm. feel about that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a douche. Uh, then we have Worst Prequel, Remake, Ripoff, or Sequel. Death of a Nation, Quality Fix. Death uh, Wish by Metro Geller-Meyer. Holmes and Watson by Columbia. The Meg uh, by Warner Brothers. And Robert Hood for Summit. Luke. Worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel. Is the Meg a sequel to something? Uh, Jaws. Oh, no, it says uh, loosely based on 1997 book, The Meg, a novel. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Holmes and Watson. Well, I've seen Robin Hood, so I'm going with Robin Hood. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Worst screenplay combo. Any two actors and puppets from the Happy Time Murders. Johnny Depp and his fast fading film career in Charlotte Gnomes. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley in Watson. Kelly Preston and John Travolta for Gotti. And Donald Trump and his self proportioned pettiness in Death of a Nation and Fahrenheit 11.9. I'm going to go with Donald Trump. I think that's kind of a safe bet, isn't it? Um, yeah, it is. Do you want to Johnny, Johnny Depp has a good chance, I think, as well, just because of how ridiculous his last yeah. year of like craziness has been. So I'll go Johnny Depp. Yeah. Cool. Worst supporting actress. Kelly Canaway for Fahrenheit 11.9 as herself. Marcy Gay Harden for Fifty Shades Freed as a tr- Gracie Travelone Gray. Never heard of it. I, I, and I've seen just one Fifty Shades movie. That's enough for me. Kelly Preston for Gotti as Victoria Gotti. Jess Sinclair as Slenderman as Chloe. And Melina Trump for Night 11.9 as herself. Luke. Uh, da, da, da. Kelly Preston, I guess I'll go. Okay, I will go with Melina Trump. Alright. So you picked Trump twice in a row. All mm-hmm. right. I did. Then we have worst supporting actor, Chris Ludcris Bridge, voice only for Snow Dogs. Show Dogs. Fox, Show Dogs. Oh, Snow Dogs is from like the early 2000s, I think. Yes, yes. Jamie Foxx and Robin Hood as Little John. Uh, Joe McHale, uh, The Happy Day Murders. John C. Riley, uh, Holmes and Watson. Uh, Justice Smith, Jurassic Park, Fallen Kingdom. I'm going to pick first. Uh, guess what? I'm going with Jamie Foxx. Okay. That was kind of one I was thinking I've, about. I've seen Robin Hood. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go and agree with you on that one. Actually, I think that's wow. one that has the best chance to win out of those. Cool. Uh, then we have uh, worst actress Jennifer Gardner for Peppermint. Really? I have not read this before. Uh, Peppermint was an amazing movie. I fucking love. Peppermint. I think if you remember correctly, though, you liked it, and the uh, the ratings for it and everything were really bad. Yeah, I really, really liked Peppermint. Yeah. Anyway, Amber Heard for London Fields, Melissa McCarthy for The Happy Time Murders, Helen Miner for Winchester, and Amanda Siegfried for The Clapper. Is that uh, someone that does this? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Um, uh, I guess Melissa McCarthy is the easy pick. Yeah, I guess, I don't know if I've said this before, but I actually liked the Happy Time Murders. Right, uh, I've heard that. I will go with Hell Mirren, just because it's Hell Mirren. Okay. Next. Then we have worst 
actor Johnny Depp, voice only, uh, Shulk Gnomes, Will Ferrell, and Holmes and Watson, John Travolta, Gotti, Donald Trump, Defamation, and Bruce Willis, Death Wish. Your turn first. I'm going to go with Travolta. Okay. I'll go Trump. Cool. Oops, I totally wrote those backwards. All right. Go, get, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Worst director, uh, Ethan Cohen for Holmes and Watson. I, I, I feel so bad about saying Ethan Cohen's name in this. Uh, Kevin Conley for Gotti. James Foley for 50. Uh, shift 50. <laughs> Did you hear what I almost said there? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> 50 Shades Street. <laughs> Brian Henson. Time Murders and Spring Brothers for Winchester. Look. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Kevin Conley. Yeah, I'm. Totally going to create it, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Worst picture. Got it. The Happy Time Murders, Holmes and Watson, Robin Hood, and Winchester. Guess what, look? I've seen Robin Hood. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go Gotti. Cool. Uh, if people wanted to know, uh, six nominations for Gotti, The Happy Time Murders, and Holmes and Watson, four for Death of a Nation, Fahrenheit 11.9, and Winchester, and three for F- Fifty Shades Freed and Robin Hood. If anybody wanted to know. All right, let's move on. Movies, Luke. Have you seen any? Uh, I did. Uh, besides, well, I saw Black Klansman this week. I already talked about it, so we don't really have to go into that, but I would recommend it to anybody if they can find it out there. Um, and then the other thing I saw was The Favorite. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I It was a very good, very well-put-together film. Uh, I feel like Oscar movies this year, it, the ones that are all going to win, it was like a conscious decision to say... Uh, the things that are going to be Oscar movies all have to have words that are banned from society in them. Whether it be the neighbor's word yeah. or the C word <laughs> or, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And this movie had a lot of C words in it. Uh, they were going for that shock value. It's a C word movie, that's for sure. And Black Klansman had a lot of N words in it. So I, that, it was like this. the movies I saw this week had a lot of those kind of very banned from society but somehow still acceptable in Oscar movies. Language is it? Does that is that weird to you? Yeah. What did you think about the ending of the favorite? So we will not spoil it, but it's creepy as hell. It? The thing I thought of overall about this movie was what was the movie last year with the dressmaker? Uh, Phantom Tread. Right. It's very similar, <laughs> like the feeling mm-hmm. of it and the storyline, and yep. like somebody yep. even gets poisoned from tea in it. Yeah. Which is like. Yep. And then kind of the struggle to maintain power is the idea behind the whole thing. It's mm. so similar to that movie that I'm, it's uh, almost, I was almost taken back by how similar it was. But at the same time, acting really amazing. The cinematography is uh, great. I, I'm not a huge fan of like, mm, what's a good word for it? I wouldn't say, 
that time period, but just kind of like uh, sometimes when they do the this kind of time period film, they make it seem glamorous. You know what I mean? Like, uh, right, right, right. like, like people in the French Revolution, uh, the the aristocrats. Some movies will make them seem like this glamorous lifestyle and everything. It's like you should not be making those things seem like the good people. You know what I mean? And in this movie, they really didn't. So I enjoyed that about it. No. Um, and the plot is very... Um, I don't want to go too much into it, but the plot is... Uh, it's very straightforward to a point, and then it goes bananas. And when it goes bananas, it really goes bananas. The sound design kind of annoyed me at points with the... Yes. Metronomic kind but of sounds in the background. It's, it's it's supposed to. I know it is, but it didn't keep it from annoying yeah. me. I'm going. I'm sitting there going. Yeah. I mean, it, it, okay, it's going, it's going, it's going, and after a while, I'm like, okay, you yeah. really need to stop that because I'm. It's just taking away from my pleasure of watching this film. It's supposed to kind of put you on edge, yeah. make you feel uneasy, yes. but the film it yeah. does it itself. It doesn't need that like. As much as it had it. I mean, it, it could use it more sparingly, but that's just, a, you know, that's a nitpick. That is a huge nitpick. And I, I mean, if someone wants to see uh, a movie about uh, a lesbian good relationship, I really recommend this movie. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing I didn't mention about Black Klansman before you get into whatever you watched... Um, Mm. Seeing Eric from that '70s show as David Duke is a little weird. I don't know if they, uh, that was the. I uh, know. Oh wait, you didn't see the movie yet, right? But he. No, he, but, I, but you've I, seen the I commercials. Know, I know he's seen the movie. Yeah. It's a little. I don't know if it was the best choice of choice of casting, or it's the fact that I've like oh. grew up on that '70s show. Where if like my parents saw it, who didn't grow up on that '70s show, they wouldn't be as affected. They wouldn't be as affected by. It. But to me, I'm looking at it and going, "That's Eric." It's a little weird. Yeah. I'm going to uh, do something we usually don't do when we talk about movies. I'm going to read you the description of the movie first. Okay, are you ready? Uh, after, decades after ending World War II by assassinating Adolf Hitler in the undercover of operation, unsung American hero Kevin Barr is called upon by government to hunt down the fabled Bigfoot. Uh, the career of a deadly plague that could destroy hum- humanity. And the movie is called The Man Who Killed Hitler Then Bigfoot. Oh, okay. Can you think of, can you think of a more absurd title than that? Well, it's it kind of stri- it's five... on point, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. And then suddenly Metacritic with 50%. So people don't disagree. Uh, don't agree. Uh, I will give this a movie a 6 out of 10. All right, I didn't give um, the favorite a score, did I? I'll give it an 8. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. I would give it a 9. I love the favorites. Uh, but yeah, uh, The Man Who Killed Hitler, uh, 6 out of 10. And look, you need to see it just for the title. Okay. Sam, I mean, it has Sam Elliott in it. Oh, right. Okay. I think I've seen a poster for this now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. He's the main. He's the main. He's the one that kills Hitler and yeah, Bigfoot. Right. Didn't we see Spoiler a poster for it on the show? 
we saw like the weird poster for it. I, I remember the poster for some reason, but yeah. Anything else you saw? Uh, no. All right, let's move on to what movies came out this week, and let's watch the trailer for Isn't It Romantic? Walking down the street. So is this supposed to be like baby Rebel Wilson, I guess? Mm. 25 years later? I always liked her. Did you see that guy with the spiked hair in the crowd when she was walking down the street? Yeah. I used to have my hair like that. <laughs> that punk, like uh, Johnny Rotten kind of spiked. Why is it in every one of these movies, or a Melissa McCarthy movie, the trailer starts out with some kind of physical comedy? Oh, Lucifer! I like Rebel Wilson way more than I like uh, Melissa McCarthy, though. Oh yeah, she's way funnier. I mean, she was the reason why uh, our friend Dan watched uh, that singing. What words is it called again? Oh, I don't even remember. They made three of them? Right. Did you know that Liam Hemsworth is married? And it's PG-13. Ah. Uh. This is like 30 movies I've seen before, but... Yeah. I'm not offended by it so far. No, it looks funny. I actually like him. He's funny. Yeah. That guy, he's from, uh... B -b -b Workaholics, the show you've never seen. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Last night was amazing. Natalie, I <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that got me. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. So, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? Uh, Natalie is a New York architect whose work, who works hard to get noticed at her job, but is more likely to deliver coffee and bagels than design the city's next skyscraper. Things go from bad to weird when she knocked unconscious uh, when she's knocked unconscious during a subway mugging and magically wakes to find herself in an alternate universe and 6.4 out of 10 on imdb 68 percent on rotten tomatoes 84 percent google users enjoyed this film mm, cool uh, I found Michael L gave it two and a half star and uh, rotten tomatoes on he said isn't it romantic? Uh, isn't it romantic? Is a chuckle-worthy movie, not a big laugh, but because it suffers what majority of movies go through while promoting it and by giving away the best joke within the trailer. Uh, well, it was nice to see Rebel uh, Wilson get a leading role instead of 
memorable supporting role. And the message at the end uh, is nice and is something everyone should learn. Other than that, it's a movie that you can watch to kill some time and chuckle a bit, but you have to be fans of the actors and the director to really, really enjoy it. Okay, and I have a one star by somebody with a picture and no name. Okay. What a disappointment. I'd like an hour and a half of my life back. I was looking for a romantic comedy that had a real plot in an Indian story. I believe the cast is talented, but it did not deliver. If you really want to see uh, this and uh, save your money, wait it for it to come out on a streaming network. All right, I went to the Facebook. Um, not really a consensus here. I actually didn't. There wasn't. It didn't seem like all that many people had seen the movie uh, that we're posting on Facebook, to be honest. But I got a couple of short ones. Uh, Miranda. Brain- Barner says, I thought it was really good. I just saw it today. Uh, Danielle Marshall says, I just got home from seeing it. I think it's very clever. But then Alan L. says, this movie sucked big time. So boring. Not funny. Waste of $20. So. I don't know. coming out this week. I don't know where he's going to the movies, but. (laughs) Also coming out this week is Happy Death Day to you. The sequel to Happy Death Day. Uh, Colgan Trier Gellman wakes up in horror to learn that she's stuck in parallel universe. Her boyfriend Carter is now with someone else. Her friends and fellow students seem to be completely different versions of themselves. When Tree discovers that Carter's roommate have been altering time, she finds herself once again, target of the mass killer. When the psychopath starts to go after her inner circle, Tree soon realizes that she must die over and over again to save everyone. Directed by uh, Christopher Landon and has Jessica Roth, Israel uh, Bros, uh, Saad, Ruby Modane, and Saray Saraja in it. Uh, gotten. 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, 56% on Metacritic, and 91% of Google users have liked this movie. Okay. Um, Alita Battle Angel also came out. Uh, 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Set several centuries in the future. The abandoned Alita is found in a scrapyard of Iron City by Ido, a compassionate cyber-doctor? Who who takes the unconscious cyborg Alita to his clinic. When Alita awakens, she has no memory of who she is, nor does she have any recognition of the world she finds herself in. As Alita learns to navigate her new life and the treacherous streets of Iron City, Ido tries to shield her from her mysterious past. Uh... Directed by Robert Rodriguez. Kind of cool. Uh, cast Christopher Waltz, Jennifer Conley, Rosa Salar. Let's see. Uh, mm-hmm. Keenan Johnson, Jackie Earl. I'm assuming these are all voice actors because this is an animated film. So. No, 
not. It's not. It's it's just that she's animated. Oh, Her okay. face is animated. I yes, see. It's not. Yeah. Uh, look, I fucking forgot that I was at the cinema this week. <laughs> I I suddenly remembered. I on Sunday. No, on Monday was at the um, movie theater okay. and saw Benny's back. Uh, with Julia Roberts uh, in the main role and the guy from Manchester by the Sea uh, as Ben. Okay. Uh, if you remember that movie, yeah. Uh, I would give it an 8 out of 10. It was really, really, really good. Uh, it was a heartwarming movie and uh, I don't know why I suddenly forgot that I was at the movies for the first time in over a month. Huh, I don't, yeah, I didn't ever hear of yeah. that even coming out, so, hmm, okay. Yeah, Ben is back, Julia Roberts, amazing movie. Um, hey, we have uh, something called audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen, or as uh, Luke says it. Audibletrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Go there. Yep, help Get us out. Book. Yeah, we're not rich. Uh, next week we will talk about uh, news of the week. We will probably have an interview with an author that has written books about Jesus. Hopefully, or we will just just talk about Jesus next week. Um, we will have uh, Oscars and Razzies results, and uh, that is the bet of the uh, um, the month. So. Uh, well, whoever wins that bet will get us a topic to pick. Yeah. Um, and we will have another digital review of How to Train Your Dragon Hidden World, or as I call it, I Could Not Care Less. Right, which we were supposed to cover this week, but I guess it got bumped to next week for whatever reason. Or I scheduled it wrong, I'm not really sure, but uh, it's not unusual for movies to get bumped a week. We've, we're used to it. No. Here, so. We... We are used to it there. Um, anything else that we should talk about? Remember when we were talking about forgotten? Alex Jones getting kicked off of YouTube a long-ass time ago? Yeah. And I had mentioned that there was this girl on YouTube that was uh, that I didn't want to say her name, but she was very clearly anorexic and needed help, and nobody was doing anything about that. But uh, mm -hmm. they were doing something about Alex Jones. Well, she's getting help now. Uh, people have found out about her, oh. and I'm still not going to say her name, but she's out there, and I just feel bad that, like, well, I feel, I f it's good that she's getting help, or at least people are reaching out to her. I even saw mm. somebody had posted Huge. that even PewDiePie said something about yeah, it at the end of one of his videos. Yeah. So yeah, that's even, that's bigger, you know what I mean? I, it's just yeah. something that I've noticed, I've been noticing for a while, and, like, I've talked to people about it, but no, but the thing is, she's... She was getting paid by sponsors to, like, try on clothes and stuff, and that was the really bad part, is that these sponsors were almost encouraging it. So, it's good to see that she's getting help. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, uh, it's, it's, it's good to be home. It's going to be good to have a normal week and not have people coming in to your room every 50 minutes to right yeah give you a message or something <laughs> and your sound sounds a lot better so everything's yeah looking good it's right now yeah so 
from Norway. My name is Fro. His name is Luke, and he's from the United States of America. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.